are tuned in to the Way of Healing podcast, where we inspire humans to connect more deeply to their experience of life. My name is OJ. My name is Casey. We are connecting with practitioners to talk about the potential of the innate healing powers within. Welcome back to the Way of Healing podcast. I'm Casey. OJ here. Today we are sitting down at my red kitchen table with a really wonderful Thai massage therapist. Her name is Christina Eberly. Hi, Christina. Hey, Christina. Hi, how are you? Thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother. We're recording this on Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Wasn't it nice of her to come out on Mother's Day? She's a mother and her daughter's in town for a very limited number of hours. And she took time out of her life to come and sit with us. And she doesn't even live here. No, she doesn't. She's visiting from another island. Hawaii. Yeah. Where in Hawaii are you? Kauai. Oh, no way. Tell us about that. It is the most beautiful <laughs> island. <laughs> There's never a day that goes by that I do not appreciate where I live. Amazing. I've heard that actually from people who live in LA. And we'll get back and they'll be like, oh my God, the weather is so much better than here. And I'm like, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. Oh, because it rains every day. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Air is so clean. Air. Water is warm. Yeah. Have you been to Hawaii? I have. And I've been to Kauai. Ah. But not for very long. But now that I have a teacher there, hey. I have reason to go back for sure. So Christina yesterday and the day before uh, was leading a Thai massage training at Ipsby uh, Institute for Psychostructural Balancing in Culver City. It's a massage school that's been around for 30 plus years. And Christina had been a student at the Ipsby in San Diego a few years back. (laughs) So you started as a massage therapist? I did start as a massage therapist when I was um, 20 years old. I'll tell you the story how I got into massage. I was had a boyfriend who was in a band and his roommate's mother happened to be in town for the weekend and they were working. So they asked me to hang out with the mother. So I took her down to the beach and this woman started doing Tai Chi. Now I was 20 years old. I was very naive. Mm. I had no idea about healing work. I did a little bit of yoga. I didn't really know that much about the healing arts and this woman just started doing Tai Chi on the beach at Wind and Sea. And I was amazed by her because I could see something happening there. And I was just looking at her and then these dogs would walk by and like go crazy and start circling her and barking at her. And I was just like, what is she doing? This is so interesting. And then I was just sitting there watching her and she came over and she sat down next to me and she started massaging my hand. Hmm. And I was like, (laughs) I had never been touched like that before in my life. And it was just a hand massage. It was so simple. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what, what is that? Where did you learn how to do that? And she said, oh, right down the street from your house. (laughs) She goes, there's this school called Ipsby. You have to go check it out. And I was like, okay. And so when I brought her back to wherever she was staying, I went to Ipsby and I signed up for classes that day. That was like the life changer for me. I never again saw this woman. She was an angel that dropped into Mm. my life for one day. And 
guided me to Ipsby and that was that was it. Wow. Dumped the boyfriend, you're like, sorry, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. You were seeing him so that you would meet her. <laughs> right. Fascinating. Yes. Yeah. I heard an adage, an old neighbor of mine, people are either in your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Mm. And I have a little bit of a hard time with that one sometimes, right? Mm. Letting go. But that one is like, that's a beautiful one. Yeah. The, beautiful uh, story. The calligraphy yoga that I, I do, Master Yang, the guy that teaches it, one of the ways he tests some of his students is he'll make them do the Tai Chi Qigong out in nature, and you can tell how connected you are by how many animals <laughs> approach you. Ah. So I guess they're drawn to the energy that gets mm -hmm. cultivated when you do Tai Chi. So with Ipsby, we use Tai Chi as the foundation of our strokes. And so they teach it to all the students in the fundamentals class, and it's a way of moving your energy, and that translates into moving your energy in a massage. So just for our audience so they know where that came from. And it's really transformational. Did you take Tai Chi when you were going through the training or have you since? Absolutely. I, I mean, of course, Tai Chi was part of my training for essentials or uh, we Foundation. called it. Yeah, yeah. We, we called it something different back then. But anyways, yeah, Tai Chi was it. And I took Tai Chi after I finished that class for probably six or eight semesters after that because we would do tai chi in the park mm -hmm. or on the beach and it was like a saturday morning tai chi class i loved it and um the teacher was just kind of confused as to why i kept showing up to his level one tai chi class over and over and over again and then years later he said to me he used me as an example in one of his classes and he said yeah, you know, Christina, she used to come to my Tai Chi class over and over, and I was always really confused about it. And then I just realized that it was the perfecting it, that she didn't give up on the perfecting it. And it just was something that she kept coming to do. And she's my only student that came to that many classes over and over again. Amazing. It is one of those things that you do over and over and over and over and over, and the form is different every single time you do it. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because the energy is different. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, cool. in Qigong, it was the re repeated sequence over and over and over again because Buddhists used to do it in this really small space. And so they used to just stay in their space and do the same thing over and over and over again, just cultivating the energy and really feeling the energy behind the practice. Yeah. And I feel that too, like with meditation, like if you stay in a small space and you go to the same place all the time to meditate, you start to cultivate this energy with it, where the space actually helps to create that really mm -hmm. peaceful place for mm. you. Yeah. It's uh, that eventually gets to the point where you're not thinking anymore about the physical and mm -hmm. it's just feeling the entire time, the energy moving. And it's a beautiful thing yeah. and you can get there. Christina, you mentioned that actually over the weekend that you're doing Thai massage is meditative for yes. you when you're giving a session. So for those people who don't know what Thai massage is, can you describe it? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Thai massage is a full body energetic healing system using acupressure, compression, and gentle stretching in a way that opens up the body in a very natural, organic way. It's done on the floor. The client stays clothed and lose comfortable clothing so you can easily move them around. And it's done very slowly in a very um, meditative state of mind. It's 
as far as theory, we're actually balancing wind in the body. Hmm. And that was new information to me. That is so cool. So go into that in a little more detail if you could. So in different Asian healing arts, we talk about the elements. And as far as the movement in the body, we are all made up of the five elements. And different systems have different five elements that they use. In Thai massage, wind is actually what we look at as what creates all movement in the body that we don't have to think about happening. So digestion, assimilation, elimination, the blood and lymph moving through the body, thoughts moving correctly through the body and coming out into the physical. Yeah, out into the physical. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Words. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you you think of like somebody really calm when you're talking to them. They have like very balanced wind. Mm. Um, you look at somebody who's kind of nervous, that nervous energy, that's somebody whose wind is a little off and they need to kind of bring it back into balance. And so with Thai massage, the slow repetitive movements that we're doing is creating a sedation of the nervous system which brings the body to a place where you're kind of in that state right before you fall asleep in your like theta state. Mm -hmm. And so while you're in that state, you're completely relaxed, you're completely present, you're not thinking about what you did last night, what you have to do later. So you're able to be in that state of healing where you're just letting go and the body knows what to do to heal itself. Mm -hmm. So as the practitioner, I'm not really doing anything except for intuitively doing what feels right to me and allowing this person to enter into that state where their body knows what to do to heal itself mm -hmm. and where the, the energy is going to balance itself out. But Thai is a very physical practice, right? So it's much more than, I mean, it's not light energy work. Correct. It's not light energy work, though it is energy work. Yeah. And we're working the energetic system of the body and we're working it in many different ways. We're working it in very broad ways with the palms pressing on the body and opening up the body in different ways. Then we're getting a little bit more specific in working on the energy lines of the body or the sen lines as we call them in Thai massage. And they're similar but different to the Chinese meridian system, and it's it's more closely related to the yoga system. So we're dealing with nadis and marma points, basically. Cool. We just had an Ayurvedic counselor on the show and a uh, TCM practitioner on the show. So it's cool that the massage is sort of a blend between the things. You touched on something, and I think it's really important for people that are listening or people that receive body work know that the body worker is holding space for the healing to happen rather than actually doing the healing itself. I think it's a common misconception when people go out to get work. It's like, fix me. Right? Correct. And people come to you and they expect you to just work miracles on them. And it's not always the case. That's not always how things work. And there's a lot of inner work and there's a lot of personal work and there's a lot of shadow work that people have to do to really find the healing. And the healer isn't really there to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things over the years that I've really come to realize. And, you know, because early in the, my bodywork career, I thought I was doing something. Mm -hmm. 
And really all that I'm doing is I know this technique really well and I can apply it really well and I can stay present and, and be there. And that's all that I do. And what happens to the person I have no control over. But I used to think I had control over it. I used to think I was doing something and had felt this responsibility, like I had to fix this person. And now I realize like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not here to fix you. I'm just here to guide you. Mm-hmm. And so you know what you, you know, open those doors for you so you can fix yourself. Because I truly believe that everyone needs to participate in their healing. You, no one's going to heal you. You have to participate. You have to be part of the healing. You're here. Yeah. And that concept of being present for the receiver to be in a place where you don't think about what's going on on the outside, where you just have to be really present in your body. A lot of people don't have that or have trouble finding that. And it isn't until someone holds the space for them to do that, they, that they can really tap into that part of themselves. And it's a really nice place to be in. Yeah. I feel like all good body work is that place, right? When we learn how to receive, it's funny because Christina was talking to the students in the class and saying, you know, you're getting graded on how well you receive as well, because the tendency for so many people who don't have a lot of exposure is to hold tension in the body and not fully surrender Mm -hmm. to receiving the work. And it kind of takes, you know, for many of us, it takes being in body work school to learn how to receive. Mm -hmm. Because we're doing the protecting of ourself so much of the time, right? We're in this very individualistic society where I'm my own security guard. I'm my own alarm clock. I'm my own, you know, cook, cleaning person and everything. I have, I'm my own chauffeur. I'm, you know, so it's like that ability to really leave that stuff at the door when you receive body work allows the work to be so much deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure that you've worked on lots of people who you experience like a holding pattern in them. Is there anything that you want to say to that? Well, it's interesting because recently I realized while I was working on somebody, they would always hand me their hand when I picked up the hand, you know, and Mm. the person was a very conscious person that I would have thought would know how it meditates all the time and thought would know how to relax. And it was very frustrating. I would work on his neck and it would be like he would hold the neck and at the end of the session, he looked at me and he said, wow, that was really interesting. I could feel my nervous system like tensing up and letting go. He is not conscious and aware of the fact that he's handing me his arm or handing me his head or his leg. It's his nervous system trying to let go. And it's part of that letting go. So it was a whole nother realization of like, oh, wait a minute. Some people don't, they're not really trying to control this. They don't have control over mm-hmm. it. I have a client that when we do deep work, he f- fidgets a lot, but it's like he doesn't have control over it. It's his nervous system trying to unwind itself. Right. And you see a lot of that twitching that happens and you might think like, oh, I'm going too deep. And then at the end of the, the session, somebody will say like, that was great. I'm like, it was too much at some time. No, not at all. You know? And so that understanding of what's actually happening there is important. It's their nervous system is trying to let go. It's not, and they're unconscious of it most of the time. Mm -hmm. I would say we also talked about this over the weekend, this tendency to apologize and over apologize. Yeah. 
And you, I get that with clients who will say that, you know, they're sorry they fell asleep or they're sorry that they twitched on the table. And it's like, I want everyone to know that that's the good work. You want to do those things. You want to get those, those things that we don't have control of, let them out. Yeah. 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 And it's okay as a therapist. If you've been in it long enough, you've kind of been there, done that, seen it all. And so. Well, and I think too, we have a big societal pressure to act a certain way and to follow all these rules that we have made here in society, which really limits how people are allowed to release Mm -hmm. and allowed to be in the world. And ultimately, I mean, we should all be able to act however we need to act to complete our karma in this life. And then we should all also as human beings be able to accept how everyone has to act to release what they need to release to reach that higher spiritual place that they're here on earth to be reaching, you know? And so it's really interesting to me, like just to kind of observe people and watch people and see how that all happens. And it's interesting because that's a tricky thing, right? Like there is a line that that gets drawn of like what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. And that's a tricky thing. And so I feel like, gee, is the line where do whatever you want to do so long as you're not harming another individual or, you know, like where is that line? I don't know on this pursuit. It's somewhere. Right. Right. But other people like to draw it for us. Right. And like these structures want us to just sit at a table for eight hours and listen to a teacher and traditional schooling. And we're starting to see that like that way of working doesn't really work that well and actually probably reinforces the traumas that we then as body workers are helping people let go of. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you and you can think about it and share whenever something comes to you, but like a kind of profound experience that you've had while working with somebody at any point, if one, if one comes to you that you want to share, I invite you to share it, but let's see. So Kauai, want to tell us what brought you out over yonder? Well, I mean, we can get into the whole story, I guess. Um, Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) My husband and I were married for 12 years. Then we split up for eight years. And when our daughter went to college, we decided to try again. <laughs> cool. And at that time, um, when we were splitting up, he had bought a house in Kauai and was going back and forth over to Kauai and coming here and um, back to San Diego, actually. And then when our daughter went to college, he decided to move there permanently. And so when we got back together, there was always this, are you going to come live over here? No, I'm not coming to live over there. I have a practice in San Diego. This is where my life is. Like, Eventually, I made it over there. And how it happened is I was teaching at the Pacific Symposium, which is the Oriental Medicine Conference, and I was teaching with my teacher. And one of my colleagues that I taught with was there setting up a booth and doing something. He said, I have somebody I really need you to meet. She lives in Kauai, and you should know her since you go back and forth there. And so he introduced me to this woman And she happened to be in the class. And it was very typical that my teacher loved to receive Thai massage from me. So when he was teaching, he would always go, oh, why don't you lead the class now? And he would lay down, (laughs) fall asleep on the floor (laughs) and start snoring. And I would work on him and I would teach the class. That's a great teacher. Yeah. 
And so at the end of the class, I had been introduced to this woman and then she comes back up to me and she says, we need you to come to Kauai and teach our staff Thai massage. Wow. And I was like, okay. She said, send me a resume. I said, a resume? <laughs> I said, I don't have a resume. And she just looked at me with this funny look and said, well, make one. <laughs> Okay, so it took me like a month to make a resume because I'm not real <laughs> good at that kind of stuff. So I made the resume, I sent it to her and she gave it to her boss and it sat on his bulletin board there for a couple months. And then one day he just called me and was like, hey, I have your resume sitting here. I've been looking at it. Would you be interested in coming to teach Thai massage to our staff? Was it a hotel? Yeah, what kind of facility? It's a very high-end housing development that has a world-class spa and golf club and just a very nice facility that people come to. The people that come in for treatment are owners. Uh, We have a small um, hotel aspect of it where there's about 35, 40 properties that they can vacation rent out. So those people are also allowed to come to the spa. And it's very limited. Nobody from the outside can come in and get massage. It's all, you have to be a guest of a member or be staying there. So it's very exclusive, not my kind of thing. But I said, okay, I'll come teach Thai massage. And there was about 10 people in the staff. And it's really hard to teach Thai massage to working therapists because they all want to just take a piece of it. They don't want to embrace the whole thing. They just want to incorporate parts of it into what they do. And these were massage therapists? Yes, they Uh were all massage therapists. They were working at the spa there. And there was one woman there who, she's an acupuncturist, she's a therapist, she's an esthetician, and she really, I think... I was brought there to teach her specifically. And so I taught her and she's the only person in the three years that I've been there that has actually passed and said, yes, you can practice Thai massage. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's, she's great. She's really good. And so I had broke my ankle and I had to cancel the class before it started. And then I went over there. And when I went over there, the manager was like, well, I would love to offer you a job and if you want to work here. So at that point, I was kind of nervous to move to Kauai because I didn't really want to give up my practice. I had had a practice in San Diego for 25 years and it's hard to start over and didn't want to go. And then I just said, okay, well, this is an opportunity. This is opening a door where I actually don't have to worry about what's happening. So I'm going to do it. So I did it and I love it. I love living there. I love working at the place that I work. Though a lot of times I do question (laughs) what I'm doing because I am working in a very exclusive place where I can't just work on anybody. Nobody, not anybody Mm. who wants to can come and see me. So with that being said, it's a little difficult for me still being there as far as the practice goes because I haven't really started to build my own practice because I'm so busy there, <laughs> which is great. So now, could you build your own practice? Like, or did you sign like a non compete or something that would said that you wouldn't see clients outside of that? Oh, no, absolutely not. Okay. I'm an independent contractor and they so, have no. Guys, when you are on Kauai and you want to get a Thai massage, look up Karuna Thai Bodywork. And that's, that's Christina. Tammy's uh, retreat. Tammy's Kauai. retreat. Yeah. We just, just our very last uh, guest 
is uh, she's local here. And it's funny because when you said she's an esthetician, she's a massage mm-hmm. therapist. That's Tammy too. And she does, she just was in a facial marma class, but she's leading a retreat on Kauai, her first one in September. Where is so her retreat? I'd have to double check that. It's a house. I'll make sure that you get that info though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kauai's calling us. I know. How interesting. Let's go. So I've also, about 20 years ago, the first time I went to Kauai, I decided I was going to open an, or run a retreat center on Kauai at some point. Mm. So when I also moved there, I was just kind of looking at different opportunities. And I had this opportunity to become an Ayurvedic therapist. There was an ad and they wanted to train somebody to for Ayurveda and they were looking for somebody with experience, but they were willing to train somebody who had no experience. So I sent them my, my newfound resume (laughs) (laughs) and I, um, and the owner called me like a month later and it was like a very interesting conversation. I met with him and it's still very interesting. (laughs) Um, but it turned out that he has this little Ayurvedic clinic on the North shore of Kauai and Kilauea. And attached to it is this amazingly beautiful retreat center. And it's a 10-room retreat center. It looks like it just dropped into Kauai from India. It's mm. got this, it's made out of all kinds of beautiful hardwood from India with all these carved teak pillars and ceilings. Like you look at the ceiling, it's just like, amazing it's artwork is everywhere and it's so beautiful so i started working there as well and the owner and i have become friends and he recently sent me to india to study ayurveda and to receive panchakarma Uh. (laughs) and so i good old panchakarma three-week panchakarma and i got the real deal (laughs) being in india let me tell you (laughs) recently um, yeah, in January yeah. and February. Spring cleaning. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, but it was definitely the real deal. Panchakarma is cleansing, by the way, in case you didn't listen to uh, Sophia's episode. Yeah. And so now, um, at, shortly after I got hired there, the girl that trained me started working for selling timeshares or something because she needed to make more money. And the other girl that trained me was pregnant and was going to move to a different island to be with the father of her child. So they basically said, here you go, you're in charge. And I'm, I don't know enough to be in charge. You want to sneak us in? (laughs) (laughs) We'll fly over there. We'll hang out for a little bit. Sure. Uh-huh. I don't know what to say. I'm like, uh, maybe I need to, maybe we should relocate this podcast to Kauai. Uh-huh. <laughs> Plenty so, of healers over there. What was your trip to India like? Did Besides the Panchakarma, like, did you study? I did. I studied. I stayed in a hospital in Kerala. And my Panchakarma was three weeks. And for that three weeks, I was not allowed to leave the hospital. I had to stay indoors. I was basically told when I could wash my hair, when I could bathe, when I should eat, what I should eat. And there was very little room for any kind of (laughs) free thought. And it was a lot of quiet time, a lot of time being in my room and not sleeping because I would have somebody knock on my door and say, no sleeping, no sleeping, because they don't want you to sleep during the day because it creates too much kapha. Mm. And so it throws your body out of balance to sleep during the day. Hmm. 
and kapha is one of my doshas so they were trying to clear that dosha and so they were like no sleeping no sleeping (laughs) (laughs) but the whole experience was very interesting the first few days i wanted to run and go someplace else and get out of there as fast as i could and then you know like any prison you find your people eventually and you have you know you find your groove and it becomes a way of life and i got used to it and by the end i was kind of really sad i had to leave wow isn't that always the trajectory yes yeah it was it your first time in India? It was my first time in India. What a cool opportunity for, mm-hmm. for a job to be like, hey, we want to go send you to this place that you've never been to go. Got to cleanse you. Yeah, we're going to strip <laughs> away 500 layers and we want to see what's underneath. Yeah. Wow. Um, cool. What was the most profound takeaway from the Panchakarma? You know, when I was there, I didn't really... As far as like having a physical thing that I was dealing with, I didn't have anything except for I broke my ankle several years ago and I'm still dealing with some healing as far as that goes. So they worked with that. The main thing they worked with was my digestion. But as far as the most profound takeaway, I would say more it was the quieting of the mind. I was really able to kind of find that level of peace that I could just be. I feel like that's a hard place to get to. At least it was for me before I before I experienced that. And now since I've been back, I've really been able to hold that place and really be able to, at least if I lose it, I can find it quickly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. profound. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's something that most of us struggle with. Yeah. And it takes work, maybe, or maybe not. Maybe, well, maybe it's I an think, instant I think metamorphosis. Once you feel it, you crave it. Like for me, Mm. I've been having these interesting things now happening in my body where I can feel like my Shakti and my Kundalini energy moving up my spine. And when I like I've had the realization like, oh, that's always been there, but I'm not paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. And so now when I remember and I start paying attention to it, I don't ever want it to stop. I just want to be like, oh, wait, why do I have to go do this? I just want to play with this for a while. (laughs) Yeah, kundalini is, it's its something else, right? It's like, I'm working with it. I want to work with it. And I know exactly what you're talking about in terms of that. Like, you want that, that, you want that. Yeah. Because like, it releases endorphins. It releases, mm-hmm. right? Adrenaline. It releases all of serotonin, probably dopamine. And it's like when you really get to that place where you're really in that meditative state, you, it's profound, and you want to just keep going back there or staying there, you know. And I guess the true goal would be to be able to walk through life in that meditative state mm-hmm. and be able to, and not be triggered by our external mm. influences or needs or yeah. wants, yeah, perceived needs and wants, or yeah, because yeah. that that state is such a beautiful place, and it's really. Um, I don't know. I never want to leave when I'm there. Mm -hmm. But I also had a really profound experience coming back from India. Okay. And I haven't shared this with very many people, but I'll share it with you. I was sitting, I I left India and I kind of was like, wait a minute. I'm leaving India. People come here and have these profound experiences. Like I haven't had one. What's like nothing really that amazing happened while I was here, you know? (laughs) And so I was like, 
sitting on the plane. We were flying from Delhi to Dubai and it was just a three and a half hour flight. And I get up a lot to go to the bathroom. So I, the Chinese lady that was sitting next to me was kind of getting irritated with me by <laughs> my ups and downs and <laughs> asking her to move. And then on the other side of me, there was another man who was from India and we didn't talk at all. So I'm sitting there in this very meditative state about halfway through the flight. And all of a sudden, I feel somebody hold my hand. And I immediately think, really, the lady sitting next to me is holding my hand? And I'm like, nah, the, the guy sitting? No. And then my husband flashed into my mind, like from some other space, you know, like maybe he and then all of a sudden, this voice goes, oh, it's God. Hmm. And I went, Oh, cool. <laughs> and he goes, I just want, I'm just here to tell you that I'm always with you and that you're me and I'm you. We're one in the same. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Thank you. I go, wait a minute. Am I supposed to do something with this? He goes, no, no, no. You don't have to do anything with it. He goes, you're already doing it and you're doing great. Just keep doing what you're doing. And I, I was sitting there just like, you know, like it was so real. I had tears streaming down my face and I could physically feel this hand holding my hand. And I was just like, wow, okay. And I sat there for another 10 minutes and then his hand sort of disappeared. And I was like, whoa. That's a beautiful long session with God. Yeah. And okay. do you know, OJ, are you are you thinking the same thing I am right now, which this is the second recollection of a transcendent experience in an airplane. Mm -hmm. Another yeah. guest of ours, Linda Sales, check yeah. her out if you haven't. She had that same moment of transformation on an airplane. So, guys, find find it on an airplane. <laughs> I'm going to be really tuned in the next time I fly. Just That's meditate. beautiful. Yeah. You also said something to uh, that reminded me of her. You talked about when you finally get to that place, you always want to go back to that place. And the way she talks about meditation is like you settle into this place where the healing happens and it's naturally your body kind of floats to that place if you let it. And when you get out of that place, the longer you meditate or the more you meditate, the quicker you can get back to there. And I feel like the place that you're talking about when you get into that that state of being, the more you connect with it, the quicker you can get back to it. Yeah. Because you've kind of, you've found the map and then you get to, you start finding shortcuts to get there quicker. Um, and maybe one day you might get to the place where you can just float through life in that state the entire yes. time. That's my dream. That's, I feel like that's the goal, right? Mm -hmm. Something that is a little bit different for you as our guest is that you do Thai body work. This is like you do Thai massage. And that was one of the things that you talked about was that like, this is the practice that you have been doing studying for 20 plus years now, right? Right. Can you talk a little bit about what it's been like for you as somebody doing primarily or just Thai massage over that duration of time? Like how your practice has deepened or what you have woven into it or what you've let go of during that whole time? Because most of the other people and OJ and I also are more of like an integrative thing where I'm still studying all of these different modalities and weaving them together. But I'm so curious what you have experienced because you've like 
chose one thing and dove really deep. Yeah, and then there's also people out there who have one thing and then they get tired of it. So they feel like they have to jump into some other thing and then they get tired of that and they just keep jumping. So what's that whole thing been like for you? So for me, um, I remember when I first told my teacher that I wasn't going to do any other styles of massage and I was just going to do Thai massage. He looked at me, he said, I don't think that's a good idea. You're going to sell yourself short. He's like, the world's not ready for that. There's not enough people that know about Thai massage. And this was in the 90s. And, you know, Thai massage was a really still a new thing to the West. It probably was introduced to the West in the 80s. And, you know, body work was not that big of a deal back then. And so I just looked at him and said, I don't care. I'm doing it anyways. Mm. So he let me set up a Thai massage room in his office and sent me all his acupuncture patients for Thai massage. And at that point in the practice, actually, I would work on him and I would trade with him every week. And at one point, he looked at me and he goes, I think you need to go back and learn some more. <laughs> so go back to school. Go back to Ipsby and take the Thai concentration. Because at that point, I had actually only done like a 30-hour class in Thai massage. And then I had a baby, and so I kind of went away from studying. He said, go back and take the concentration in Thai massage at Ipsby. And so I did. And, um, and that was a different teacher? It was a different teacher. Okay. Yes. It was two different teachers. They were wonderful. They were these two women that had learned under the teacher that he had brought over from Thailand in the early in the early nineties. So great women. They taught me so much. And then I just started practicing Thai massage, but I did the same massage on every single person. And in those early days, I also thought that everything that I've learned in Thai massage is all there is. Like I thought I knew everything about Thai massage. And at that point, he asked me to teach a class. I, I'm not sure if I started teaching at Ipsby or the Pacific College first, but he asked me if I would teach a class and I had been assisting him in teaching some classes at the Pacific College. And so when he asked me to teach, I was kind of like, okay, do I know enough to teach? And his response was, Christina, as long as you know more than your students, you know enough to teach. You have something to teach them. And the people that show up will be the people that are here to learn what you have to teach them. So that gave me a little more confidence. And then I would go into the classroom and everyone would be like, what, have you ever been to Thailand? And I hadn't been to Thailand. And so I'd have to tell them, no, I hadn't been to Thailand. And so that was my goal. I had to get to Thailand. <laughs> I got to Thailand and then I figured out like, oh my gosh, there, I don't know everything. Like I know just like a little tiny piece of Thai massage. And I went to his teacher who had opened a big school by then. And I said, I want to study with you. I've been teaching at Ipsby and he had taught at Ip He had taught all the other teachers that taught me at Ipsby. Is this in Chiang Mai or where It was in, in Chiang Mai. Uh -huh. Yes, it was um, the ITM school. Sean Call was the teacher, and he still owns the school. He still has that school in Thailand, and it's grown to be like the number one government school in the country, and they're supported by the government, and it's for tourism and everything, you know. But he looked at me, and he said, you can't take my classes. You're too advanced. And I said, no, I need to take. That's why I'm here. I have to take your classes because I'm teaching and I need to know if what I'm teaching is what you taught my teacher. 
because there's a little bit lost in translation usually that happens. And I had some questions. So I decided my questions were very valid because they were definitely, I was doing it wrong in certain places. <laughs> and I was like, see, that's why I came. But I, I took the classes, I went through his whole program, and then I came back home and I realized I needed to go back to Thailand again and study with some different teachers. So then I started going back and studying with different teachers and finding out that there is a million different ways to do Thai massage. And the way that I did it was just one way. And there was so many different avenues of that around. And I was like, okay, when I came back, I decided that I had to let it go. Like this routine that I did on this, these people all the time, because it was boring. You know, and when you talk about like, getting to that point where you're like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not happy. It's not fulfilling me. I was kind of there. And then something shifted and I started working from a more intuitive place. I would just touch the people, close my eyes, and then it became very organic. And no two sessions are alike. I don't have a routine that I do anymore. And so that was the big shift because then it shifted for me. I found this really big passion and I was able to be in that meditative state because I wasn't thinking about my routine that I had to do anymore. Now it was like, oh, it's just coming through me. And I actually feel when I'm working this opening in the top of my head and I can feel this energy pouring into the top of my head and out my hands. And it's a really cool feeling for me to feel. But what's happening is pretty profound what's coming out of my hands. And I don't know what it is because I don't, I can't feel it from the perspective of the receiver. But it seems to be a pretty profound thing. <laughs> so that in itself, just changing my body work to be organic and to be intuitive. You know, we all learn we have to start from someplace and we have to memorize the protocol so we can forget the protocol. Mm -hmm. And so I was stuck in the memorizing the protocol for a little too long. And then I got to the place where I was like, okay. So my journey over the years is I've never, ever, ever at this point, since I, I got to the point where I could be very organic and intuitive about my work. I've never ever had a day where I don't want to do what I do. I'm so happy that I get to do what I do and that I get to touch people. And it just, you know, Thai massage is deeply rooted in Buddhism and the divine states of mind of Buddhism, metta and loving, which is loving kindness and compassion, vicarious joy and mental equanimity. Those things happen as soon as I touch somebody. For me, I don't know if they happen for the person that's receiving, but I'm in that state. So some of that has to transmit mm -hmm. to the person. But it just gives me like, it's just like, this is so exciting. And they're still after, I mean, I've been doing body work for this is the 29th year, I think. <laughs> Every time it's still really exciting. What a gift. It's like you found your gift, right? Yeah. You opened up, you tuned in deeply, yeah. and it is coming through you. Yeah. And absolutely, when we work from this place of intuition, we're tuning more deeply into the client 
and we open up that channel to give. Right. Yeah. That's a powerful one. For our listeners, Christina worked on me. And when she asked me, I was holding a hot cup of tea in one hand and a cup of water in the other. And I wanted to drop both and just like lay down on the mat. I was so excited that she had asked to work on me. And um, and it was blissful. It was wonderful. It It's like a, it feels like a meditation yeah. to receive it, right? She's moving my body for me. I'm letting go completely and she's taking me to my edges and allowing me to feel them. And then I'm there. Okay, great. If I let go more deeply, do I go a little bit beyond that or am I going, am I allowing myself to go too deep and I need to pull back, right? It's like you're providing a space for me to explore myself and at the same time, getting all of the benefits of an increased circulation and joint mobilization and, you know, moving the fascia and reduction of scar tissue. And yeah, so it's, it's been beautiful. And I've taken two Epsom salt baths all right. um, <laughs> and did some yoga this morning. So yeah, feeling, feeling pretty in my body. Yeah. And so time massage really, um, the idea behind it from the perspective of giving the work is you're taking them to their edge and then letting them acknowledge that edge but then maybe trying to expand that edge in a little direction here or there and that's not just the body it's the mind as well and the heart you know and so we're expanding everything we're finding that edge and then going oh wait a minute is there a little more you want to give a little more and so at the end of the session the receiver, and I'll just tell you, when I'm working at the club that I work at, it's very interesting because a lot of the people I work on have never had that kind of a profound experience. You know, they get massages all over the world. They have money to do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. And they'll come out of the room after the Thai massage and they'll be staring off into space, looking at the mountains and I'll be like, how are you feeling? And they'll just look at me for a moment and they'll go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's ha it's not just one person. Because they come out and they're just like, they don't know where they've been for the last hour and a half or two hours. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, and then they'll see me a couple days later and they're like, really? Like, what did you do to me? Because every day... It gets better and better. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. You can probably answer that question better than me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where really they came from. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I'm not really sure. It's all about them. Mm -hmm. I'm just the facilitator. Yeah, that's great feedback when you get that question. Yeah. <laughs> I always know like, oh, cool. I'm glad I was able to tap, help you tap into that for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> I did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just curious, obviously, as you've studied the work, you've received a lot of Thai massage in your 29 years of doing yes. this. That's pretty cool. Do you remember like your healing journey with it? For me, I think the most amazing thing for me is to be able to be opened up to that meditative state because I 
guess there's a lot in my mind that I don't realize is there. <laughs> oh, you too? Oh, I, I always think that you. I always think that I'm there, but or, or close to there. And like, yeah, you still got all that stuff. And so body work is pretty profound no matter what kind of body work you're getting as long as the person who's giving it is clear and has clear intentions but I've never found that place with just receiving a massage where I enter into a meditative state I'm I'm pretty present you know or or sleeping during a regular massage I'm not in that state of being very focused as to what's happening to my body and feeling what's happening, but then not being present and not being in my mind. And that's the beautiful thing I think that happens when you receive time massages. You get to escape the mind, which unfortunately tries to trap us constantly. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think the physicalness of the practice keeps you somewhat awake. Yeah, or it can um, versus like a, a circulatory massage where you can just check out and take a nap. Right, the depth of Thai massage it, it can be very deep. Right, right, right. And even if you do fall asleep, there's a part where you'll get woken back up, and then you can tap back into that theta state instead of completely checking out. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of uh, goodness that happens because of the physicalness. Same thing. I do like a deeper tissue thing and. Um, the feedback is similar where someone will fall asleep but then they'll wake back up and then they'll get into that state and then after it's like what the hell just happened yeah it's amazing I mean it's great when you can get that response from somebody especially people who are not present in their bodies most of the time and mm -hmm. are really focused on the outer world and to get them to actually feel that for a moment makes like I was talking about the meditation, it makes you want to go back there. You, it's like opening that door and you see this really exciting gift inside and it's like then the door closes and you're like, wait, I want to go back there. How do I get there? And so I just get really excited, I guess, when I talk about working at a place where I'm like, ah, you know, I, there's only certain people I'm allowed, like that I'm allowed to see. But when I think about it, in a real sense, the people that I get to see are people that need that healing and need that opening and that little vision of what's available to them. And so it's really, I guess I have to look at it as a gift. I get to help. Yeah. And imagine how much more fulfilling their vacation is after yeah. they've gotten opened up and then they can spend X amount of days more in Kauai and really be open to receiving the energy of the island. Right. And Kauai, again, is one of the most amazing places as far as the Hawaiian Islands, too. Mm -hmm. So the Hawaiian Islands, um, there's eight of them and they represent the chakras in the body. Oh. And the no big clue. island is the root chakra, and which makes sense as it's still forming. And there's the active volcano that's still forming. It's still the baby. Kauai is the crown chakra. And so the energy of Kauai is, if you tap into that energy, it's mind-blowing. And we have this mountain on the east side in Anahola called Kalalea. And she's this beautiful, she's also referred to as the princess. 
and she's laying down on her back. Her hands are in namaste and she's pregnant and she's laying, you, you see her full image. And, um, when I was there a while ago, I was listening to this elder who said, this is where all souls enter the earth. And she pointed to this mountain behind her and I had to find this place where the souls enter the earth. And this is where the souls enter the earth at this mountain. And it like whenever I drive by it, it's so magical. And the owner of our Ayurvedic spa lives near the beach, but the backside of his house looks at the mountain and he's elevated a little bit. So my view from his house is like, it's this magical view. And like, you see like fog coming off the top of her, like Mm. in certain weather. And it's just like, this is like, I can feel this is one of the most magical places on earth. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Sounds like quite a vortex. Yeah. And then on the other side of the island is, it's supposedly where the souls exit the earth. Mm. Okay. Wow. Magic. Check out Kauai. Are you are you doing Thai massage out of the Ayurvedic clinic at all? I'm not, but I do have a private practice that I work out of um, at my house. I have an office there. Okay, so people can get to you. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, again, her site is Karuna Thai Bodywork. That's K-A-R-U-N-A. What does Karuna mean? Karuna is the Sanskrit word for compassion. Cool. KarunaThaiBodyWork.com. And uh, it's been my great pleasure to have my newest teacher, Christina Eberly, with us today. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. Is that the best way to get in touch with you through the website? Yeah, or email, email. which is just Christina at Karuna Thai Body Work. And yeah. that's K R I S T I N A. Karuna K A R U A. N-A. And if you're ever in Kauai, Hawaii, United States, feel free to get a hold of her. Cool. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, yeah, that was great. That was fun. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thanks, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to The Way of Healing. We hope that you find yourself inspired. If you enjoyed our show, a gift is to let others know. And we want to hear from you. Please share your feedback so we know how our work is resonating. Make us aware of modalities and practitioners whom we may not know. If you haven't already, please subscribe at thewayofhealingpodcast.com. Our email is thewayofhealingpodcast at gmail.com and find us at facebook.com forward slash thewayofhealing. Remember, a rising tide lifts all boats.